0: They got a question up on the screen there on our ESPN screen number two
1: in our beautiful studios here. It says his wide receiver, Justin Blackman, the best receiver in the country. I'd say after watching him last night, Brady Stiff, he might be, uh, if he played in the NFL right now, he might be the best receiver in the NFL. I love Justin Blackman.
2: I'm surprised that uh, ESPN decided to compete with the NFL with a college game. I
1: thought the NFL and ESPN were all one company. You mean they're not, they're (laughs) separate?
2: No, now it's Texas Ah. and the Longhorn Network. Ah.
1: (laughs) Welcome, everybody. Two guys into MikeTalkZone.com. Brady Steph sitting in for the big dog today. We'll be hearing from the big dog live from New York, sort of like the David Letterman show. Uh, Right up until 11 o'clock today, we're going to play Beat the Schmoes. A lot of football coverage. We'll sneak in a little U.S. Open tennis, we'll sneak in a little baseball. And we'll sneak in a little bit of Brady Stiff social life. See what happened since last time we got him here. Actually, a lot of Brady Stiff social life.
2: Well, Who's it's the been eight months about coach. baseball right now. I think it's been eight months since I've been eight in. Eight months. Yeah, I think the last time, Man. last time I was in here, I actually actually did it with uh, Neil Malone. We did a show together because no, no stones. No Malone. stones, Malone, because you you were elsewhere and, well, and big great dog was elsewhere. Of all time. <laughs> so we did a show. It must have been December because we were talking. Uh, I actually found my notes from that show the other day. <laughs> We were talking, like, IU football and Uh IU basketball. Yeah, Blackhawks. This is
1: almost like a pregnancy. Exactly. And the time someone's uh, seed could have been implanted. (laughs) And, you know, through the gestation period is about the time since you've last come on the show. Not the way
2: I chose to think about it, but...
1: uh... Yeah, you know, whatever it takes. We were in the embryonic stage back then, but now... uh, you know, let the placenta drop, let's cut the umbilical cord, we got you here nine months later, it's a beautiful thing.
2: There you go. <laughs> there you go.
1: <laughs> Brady Siff in the house, who the hell is Brady Siff? That's what we advertise, by the way, on the Facebook page, Very you know, Brady <laughs> Stiff filling in today, and then parentheses, who is Brady Stiff? But uh, great to have you back, Brady, you are a regular contributor here, young kid out of a uh, Rolling Meadows High School. And Rolling Meadows, Illinois, I know you're an up-and-comer in the uh, sports talk world, but you got to be excited with a little football
2: starting. I I am so excited. I was so skeptical about the season when the lockout was going on. I wasn't sure if we were going to have a season. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then lockout got figured out. Teams got into training camp. Preseason football started, and I was so excited for preseason football. But then I had to remind myself that it is preseason football. But then now we're into the regular season. I'm very excited. Yeah,
1: and if you weren't excited and you watched uh, yesterday's game, you needed a reason to get excited. If you weren't before, all you had to do is watch yesterday's game. I guess that's what the heck I'm trying to uh, explain. Here's the Green Bay Packers and New Orleans Saints opened up the NFL season. And, Brady, if, if that is a preview of coming attractions, uh, we could be in for a pretty good 2011-12 season.
2: Yeah, I, I thought uh, I thought Green Bay would win that game. They did, of course. Ooh. I thought they would cover the spread. They did. Um I didn't think it was going to be that high scoring. I thought it would be 28-21. I thought, look, the Packers have a good defense, and the Saints do too. But there was no defense last night, except yeah. when the Packers needed it most.
1: Didn't take long, David Olsen, for my first NFL prediction to uh, go right down the tw- tw- toilet. Is that what they said? <laughs> Something in like that. Try to be nice about it, as I predicted the demise of Drew Brees. I think he could be over the hill. Maybe he's going to head downward. Really? They lost yesterday. Well, that was my prediction. But after watching him play yesterday against what you said you know, a very good Green Bay defense, Drew Brees ain't going anywhere. He's still a hell of a quarterback in defeat, he still looked pretty darn
2: good. Well, he's the most. He, that was the most accurate I've ever seen him. Which, I mean, he was making pinpoint throws. Drew Brees. Drew Brees. I mean and think, Aaron Rodgers, think about really. that. Think about that statement. If that's the
1: most accurate you've ever seen Drew Brees, he's one of the most accurate quarterbacks of all time. That's a pretty
2: high statement. I mean, he was making incredible throws that I I had didn't think anyone could make then did you see that Aaron Rodgers throw uh to Greg Jennings on the sideline oh I didn't see it no the ball disappeared <laughs> the ball disappeared yeah. into two Defenders okay. and then Greg Jennings has the ball it, just an incredible throw incredible catch both quarterbacks that display of accuracy last night was uh, unbelievable yeah Maybe the two best
1: in the game. Aaron Rodgers and I talked about Drew Brees. I thought maybe he was going to drop off. And I mentioned yesterday, you know, when the drop-off comes, it's going to be severe. You know, the guy's not getting any younger. I thought maybe he'll fall off the uh, the wagon a little bit this year. And the Saints will be a disappointing team based on week one. Despite the loss, that's completely hogwash. But Aaron Rodgers, mark up, uh, David Olsen, while you're keeping track of predictions, mark one on my corner, please, because that guy. He is, and I said this three, four years ago when I watched So He's one of the best quarterbacks I have ever seen. Reminds me a lot, Brady. You're too young to remember this guy. uh, uh, Maybe the best pure passing quarterback I ever saw, and that's Johnny Unitas back in the Colts. But his medium-range accuracy is just uncanny.
2: He's the best quarterback in the game right now. I think so. And the Packers are the best team. I I think it's... You know, we're in Chicago, of course. We're Bears fans, but as and as much as it pains me to say that, the Packers are the best team, and Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback. I mean, he has all these offensive weapons, sure, and any quarterback could be good with that kind of talent around him, but Aaron Rodgers is a special quarterback. He's the he's the best in the league right now, hands down.
1: I'm a Bear fan too, but you know what? Doesn't pain me to say it anymore. The older I've gotten, the more I've been. Become to appreciate the Green Bay Packers and what they're all about—the tradition, the city, the fan—and make no mistake, when they play the Bears, I still root for the Bears. But I appreciate Green Bay Packer football, and, uh, and and I said yesterday, Brady, we talked about this a little bit before the show in our. Uh, one minute and 45 seconds of pregame preparation.
2: Right, yeah. It was, it was extensive. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh, and I blame myself. You were here about an hour and a half before. I came <laughs> in about two minutes before. My bad. But, uh, you know, I said the Green Bay Packers, it's, it's hard to think of a Super Bowl champion. Returning as an underrated team, as a dark, I won't say dark horse, but... There weren't that many people talking about him, and the preseason was all about you know the Eagles and the Jets and all these other. T- the Green Bay Packers, I said, could be a dominant team. I picked them going fifteen and one. Wow. Nothing I, nothing I saw last night changes that prediction.
2: Well, I, I think they're 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 not immune to you know having bad games, just like every football team is. I don't know if we'll see with the parity in, in the NFL. I don't know if we'll see. Another Patriots from a few years ago go sixteen and zero all the way to the Super Bowl and lose.
1: I'm not. I, I guess what I'm saying is, and there has been parity in the NFL, but David Olson, I'm thinking uh, this year there might be 31 teams of parity and one team that uh, might be the Supreme Court. Yes, David.
0: Well, like I brought up yesterday, I think with parity in the NFL, they're afraid to do that with the returning champions because history over the past decade, 15 years. Yep. The winning teams usually are not as dominant the following season. That is true, but usually, usually, but with other guys coming back from injuries Ooh. and just you know, it, 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 they seem to pick up right where they left off. Yes, last they night.
2: did, and that's that's the way it, it, it works in the NFL. Is if you're good, you know, the previous year you're going to get a tougher schedule, and we see that with the Bears. They have a pretty tough schedule. So if the Packers can repeat, I mean, if they go through. You know, last year, uh, what was their record last year? I'm trying to think. Packers. Yeah, ten and six maybe. Eh, Something like that. Because the Bears were eleven and five, so the Packers were ten and six. Every playoff game,
1: they were on the road.
2: Yes, yes, and that was that was when they were hitting their stride. I mean, and that was when they had what fifteen guys on injured reserve. I mean, no no team should have been able to do that with their top tight end, their top running back out. Uh, But with Aaron Rodgers, they did, and now they have all those guys back. Mm -hmm. I mean, without making trades, without Drafting highly, they have all these guys back, and they're going to be that much better. I think it's going to be a long season for NFC North fans because the Packers are just going to romp through this division.
1: 42-34, they beat New Orleans. The NFL season opens up. We should have a great slate of games Sunday. We're playing Beat the Schmoes. Brady, how lucky you are to check in on our very first NFL Friday of Beat the Schmoes. We did open it up last week with college picks. If you're unfamiliar with Beat the Schmoes fix. uh, Beat the Schmoes fans. You can call up at 888-463-6748 or go to our award-winning email at mike2guys at com. M-I-C in the number two. mike2guys dot AOL.com. Pick any three games, Brady: college, pro. You want to go high
2: school? I don't know, do they do lines for high school? Well, they don't. We do. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see. Somebody
1: called in last week Naperville North, Wabansy Valley. We 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 know we're proud to put the lines on school.
2: Okay. <laughs> game. Any games you want to pick, you pick any 3 and you beat the um And you haven't beat. gotten a phone call from the IHSA yet? Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. So, so until uh, you do, keep hey, going with one it. One of
1: our mottos here on the uh, talkzone.com is don't worry about what you say. Not that many people are listening. <laughs> if the IHSA is listening, feel free to jump on board. We need all the listeners we can. But Brady, I'm assuming you have come uh, prepared, but hopefully not over prepared. you think too much, you can get into trouble.
2: Oh, absolutely. You, uh, you think too much in anything, you get in trouble. Yes. So i I, I try to um, I try to not over prepare. But you got your picks. I, oh, I got my picks. Sure. Okay. Sure. Okay. Now, over
1: preparing before we get into the football here. More importantly. And thinking too much can apply both in sports and off the field as well, which leads me to my next question. When we left you uh, early in the gestation period. Right. About eight, nine months ago, you were in a somewhat happy, and not somewhat, very happy, and committed relationship. Is that still true? Still going on.
2: Still trucking. Still
1: going. Yep. Yep. A lot of female fans out there, David Olson, disappointed.
2: It happens every time. It does. Uh, I hope I'm not tuning uh, turning away your female audience because well, they know when I come on that there's nothing interesting in the studio. Well, the,
1: the, believe me, based on the emails we've got, you've got some fans out there. All right, <laughs> you've got some fans. One of them, this guy's name is Barrington Bronco. I don't know if you want to go with that guy, <laughs> but uh, you know, Bob from Barrington could be a little disconcerted. But there's a lot of uh, females out there. If it ever ends, Brady, let's just say we could serve as a uh, somewhat of a clearinghouse. house.
2: say right? I'll just come right here. And then the females will come to me.
1: Well, let's not get carried away. (laughs) All right. Let's not get carried away. But I think we could help you out a little bit based on previous emails. So I don't – does it hurt us or help us? Uh, I think the suspense of finding out when and if you do become available, maybe it's a little bit of a tease and it keeps We're holding the audience. Possibly. (laughs) Possibly. By the way, speaking of uh, getting distracted here – at uh, David Olsen, I'm going to blame for this here. I'm looking at the picture. I don't know how to get the thing off the screen, but I, the naked. I'm staring <laughs> while I'm trying to discuss the opening of the NFL season. I've got a big picture of the naked cowboy staring. I had never heard of the naked cowboy
2: before. Yeah, he. Who uh, is this guy? He. I've seen him on MTV or other various, you know, entertainment uh, shows. I guess what he does is just stands stands in Times Square. And I've never been to New York. I've never been to Times Square. Okay. But uh, I've seen him on TV. Whatever. Stands in Times Square in his uh, attire that amounts to nothing but cowboy boots and a pair of whitey tighties and plays his guitar and, and sings a little bit. He's got a cowboy hat on where you get the cowboy from. and mm-hmm. He's an enter- entertainer, much like okay. the, uh, have you ever seen downtown Chicago, the silver, the the people painted silver and they yes. sit like statues? yes. Hilarious to watch. Yeah. When By the someone... way, it's
1: not just Chicago anymore. That that oh, I don't they, know where they've, it started, they've expanded. Yeah.
2: Okay. Well, they it's pretend a... to be like, and then they scare people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Same kind of thing. It's just yeah. a street entertainer.
1: At first, I thought the silver people were entertaining, but then we were, we were out in San Francisco, a little family vacation this uh, late in the summer, and you know we saw them. And again, first time was kind of entertaining, but after a while, a little creepy.
2: Yeah. I, I if, slash if I was, you know, you see these people sitting like statues, and then you see one get up and just kind of walk down the street or walk into McDonald's or something. It's like, wait a minute, that doesn't fit. (laughs) Yeah, I think
1: one of them might have been uh, ex-Purdue and Indianapolis Colt quarterback Jeff George. I'm not sure. but
2: (laughs) He's got to make a living somehow.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, By the way, let's throw our phone number out there, 888-463-6748. I'm going to look up at the screen and hopefully catch highlights of Caroline Wozniacki's victory yesterday and not the naked cowboy. I'm going to get distracted.
0: (laughs) Just... Click the little, X yeah, there's the a little I there's know how X-ter. to click the X, you know. <laughs> okay, so you Work really don't want to get rid of the Cowboys. It's a little radio shtick <laughs> you know we how got going on. You know,
1: I'm, I'm not great on the computer, but I know I do know how to, to hit the damn X in the upper right-hand corner, yeah. yeah. But uh, hopefully it'll be a little bit more Carolyn Wozniaki and less of the naked Cowboy. But uh, Beat the Schmoes, three football picks, high school, college, a
2: pro against the spread. Big dog last week, three and up. That's pretty good. I think I have an undefeated record in Beat the Schmoes. I think I've been here... Twice for uh, beat the schmo Fridays, and You're I six and zero against I the spread. I think I haven't uh, kept track. Wow, but I want to keep that undefeated record going. Okay, so I'm gonna all I'm gonna right. work on that. All right, Easy, Muhammad Ali.
1: <laughs> Guys wearing the belt all of a sudden over here. I went a uh, less than mediocre one and two in the opening game, but I'm coming back with a three and zero this week. I'm not guaranteeing it, Brady, but I feel good. I'm feel I'm feeling good. Eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. Now, real quick before we make picks. Yesterday, me, David Olson, Michael Moreau, the m M&M man sitting in for the big deal. We uh we made our NFL picks, you know, surprise teams, Super Bowl teams. Who's going to win the division? I don't know if we have time for a complete breakdown, Brady, but give me some of your thoughts upcoming. Besides the Packers, you already stated. Uh, who are some of the teams you think might win? Who's your Super Bowl pick this year?
2: Super Bowl pick is the Packers. I think they're going to play against uh, the Patriots in Indianapolis for the Super Bowl. I think... You know the Patriots; they're just going to go through that division or the, uh, that uh, that division, and then and then the playoffs. Uh, I think they're going to meet up with the Chargers in the AFC title game, and I think the Packers will meet. Oh, I don't know, either the Saints or the Falcons in in the NFC title game. So I think uh, it's going to be uh, not necessarily a repeat of of last mm-hmm. season because, of course, we had the Bears and the Packers, but I think the Packers do get through. And, I, and, and as of right now, and of course, it's Week One; we got sixteen more weeks left to play anything can happen but as of right now i think the packers are the odds-on favorite to repeat
1: dave mark that down that's our first anything can happen and he pulls it out even, <laughs> even before the first games of the season speaking of that though that brings me to my next question now more importantly your expertise on uh a surprise team teams that you know that people aren't thinking about right now that you think maybe all of a sudden a week eight and nine or people are gonna say man these guys are better than we thought they were. Who are a couple of potential surprise teams?
2: Well, I think, and this is no surprise to anyone, what I'm going to say is the Detroit Lions. You know, I think if Matt Stafford stays healthy, because in his first two seasons he just hasn't. I think if he stays healthy, that offense is good enough. I mean, they they were a good enough offense last year when when um, I forget who even quarterbacked them last year. John uh, Kitna. John Kitna. Yes. Yikes. Um, when he quarterbacked last, them last year, I mean they've got a, a good running game. They've got, you know, Calvin Johnson at wide receiver. They've got an improving defense, that's for sure. Their defensive line is scary good. So I, I think that the Detroit Lions will jump up and surprise people, maybe okay. even at five hundred. A, a
1: lot of people don't. Either. A lot of people are still skeptical on the Lions. So all right, so you think they're? I think they've got some.
2: Uh, I think they've got good karma there with the, with okay. their coach too, Jim Schwartz. Love Jim Schwartz. Yes.
1: Love it. Very got a good. Underrated he's got a good coach. thing going yep. up there. By the way, they're new, they changed their uh, nickname this year. What's that? Just for this year, they are now known as the Detroit. If Matt Stafford doesn't get hurt, Lions. <laughs> yeah, that exactly. Is, that, that's actually incorporated. I think I think he's gonna have a good NFL career. He's they, just they, gotta stay healthy. They said in the preseason the guy was awesome. All right, give me one more team that uh experts like our good friend the big dog might not be thinking about that might come up and bite us on the backside before we know it.
2: Well, I don't know if anyone has been sharper other than Drew Brees in the preseason than Kyle Orton in Denver. I think uh that with John wow. Fox, yeah, I, I think there's a true surprise to yeah, you. I think I think the Broncos have a good thing going. Interesting. I think Kyle Orton, you know, we 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 always talk down about him here in Chicago because he wasn't spectacular, but all he does is win football games.
1: Interesting. Now yeah. there, you know, the Detroit Lions, you hear that from a lot of people. that's he's the first. Brady stiff the first I've heard of our NFL experts, uh on show or off show, picking the Denver Broncos to be a surprise team. Very nice.
2: New coach. Not sure if it's true good or not. quarterback. But like the
1: pick. Yeah. John Fox, solid guy. All right, real quick, Brady. Let's welcome in our normal co host. He's checking in from New York. It's 9 11 weekend out there, opening of the NFL season. And I know Big Dog has, I'm sure, has got some stories to tell. Let's check in with our good friend, the Big Dog, Joel Radwanski. Big Dog, how are you? Uh,
3: I'm doing really well, and I was. Doing much better when I heard that Brady uh, was doing the show when I was calling in because there's there some people I just won't call in when they're doing the show, Coach.
1: <laughs> well, I will tell you this. uh you attention. Brady is awfully good, and he's good enough where he will replace – there's a chance, Big Dough, one of the two of us might be out of a job next week.
3: Well, that might, hopefully it'll be me because I meet with somebody from <laughs> ESPN this weekend, Coach, so it'll all work out. You know what I mean? Right. Not, not the radio either. Two guys.
1: Wait a minute, ESPN. So, two guys and a mic. Uh, come on,
0: where's your allegiance?
3: It, it, it could definitely work. And by the way, Bray, that's what. Uh, before we get into other wacky stuff that's happened to me, if you don't mind, I, I've said it before. When and Dominic and Sue will go down as the greatest defensive tackle of all time. And coach, you know what I love about if you have a great defensive line, you have a good defense. Mm-hmm. And then everything else, if you, it gets even better if you have a good linebacking core, good DBs. Yep. Their DBs still suck, but he. Is phenomenal. And Javit Best is going to have a breakout here for the Detroit Lions. Dog, and,
1: and are, are you with me in that the, the best first game of the weekend, the most intriguing, is Detroit at Tampa Bay? I think that's the best overall matchup.
3: Well, you know, For a diehard football fan, it is because those are two teams on the cusp yes. of. Because they're so young, so much talent. What's going to happen? You know, Josh Freeman is he the real deal? Yep. Matt Stafford staying healthy? Is Javale Best not going to get a concussion? Mm-hmm. Is the dynamic going to actually murder someone this year? <laughs> I mean, so there, there's a lot of questions going on there. I, I do like the the, the Kyle Horton uh, Denver Broncos call because you also got to look at the division. The Raiders are still going to stink this year. The Chiefs, I swear to you, Coach, played nine floors above their their ceiling last year. Mm-hmm. And the, the the San Diego Chargers are not the Superchargers until they actually prove mm-hmm. it on the field. Even though they have as much talent as the Eagles, and I was, uh, you're right. You just heard me. They have as much talent as the Eagles. Doesn't mean anything. So there you go, we'll
1: Brady. You got another guy in your Denver
2: Bronco corner. Let's start the uh, bandwagon now. I'll drive. Well,
3: but I would still pick San Diego. But I'm, I'm just saying, no, that's a nice yeah. pick that you like. And nobody, I don't hear anybody else saying denver has a chance this no, year No, so that, on the cool. contrary
1: on the contrary yes. it's the exact opposite but three and 13 four and 12 i mean denver's basement uh, dwellers behind mm-hmm. oakland
3: and kc no you're, you're exactly right i don't that's so brady that's you did step out on a limb there so that that was cool now coach i'm in new york city and and uh you know my girlfriend and i came here for the birthday and for the simple fact that you know i wanted to be here during the, this whole like 9-11 commemorative stuff and yeah you know uh We've, done, we've had a phenomenal time and absolutely incredible things that happened to us while we've been here. And it seems like everywhere we go, I get treated like I'm like the president of the United States. Everywhere we go, people are, hey, it's unbelievable. And anybody who said that New Yorkers are rude, it's either one of two things. They're, they're either dumb or they're rude because everybody in this town has been spectacular to us. We go, we ask people stuff. They tell us the problem. No problem. Everybody's cool, unless they're Chinese. And I might sound racist <laughs> here whatever, but I just want to tell you one thing. Chinese people are flat-out rude and ignorant.
1: That's That actually does sound racist.
3: <laughs> okay. Well, I, I just want to let you know, the, the Chinese people in New York have done the rest of the Chinese people in the world a disservice. Right. Well, I, can,
1: I don't know if I can go with you. On, uh...
3: Well, I'm just, I'm just like, it's, everybody in this town has been phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Chinatown was one of the worst experiences I had in a long time, but uh, so we've had some wacky stories since we've been here, Coach. Yeah. Yesterday, in the middle of Times Square, I talking, you know, I put my phone down, don't realize it, and right before we go to Madame Toussaint's uh, Wax Place, okay, <laughs> I forget my phone, don't realize it. I get back to the hotel room and then I go through a swearing diatribe and call every single name in the book and realize I don't have my phone. Well, we go to Keene's Restaurant. It's the oldest steakhouse in the world, in, the, in, the, in America, okay? And it's, it's world-famous, blah, blah, blah. Everybody that was from New York was like, go to Keynes. Everybody else not from New York is always like, go to Sparks, go to Chula's. Well, this, this place is in an old house, like a three-story house, and it's been around since the, the 1830s, and people like, you know, Thomas, George Washington, everybody ate this place. Well, not George Washington, but the other people, okay? Abraham Lincoln, a bunch of people. Well, you know, we get back from there, well, while we're there, we get a phone call on my girlfriend's phone. And the guy's like, hey, uh, this is, this, my name is Chris, and, and I have your phone. Okay, I'm like, well, where were you in Times Square? He's like, well, I was, I was the guy in the bikini briefs playing the guitar <laughs> with the cowboy hat. I'm the naked cowboy. Oh. So, Coach, I leave my phone in Times Square... And, and the naked cowboy Well, by the way, was his first day. There's new naked cowboys now. It's not just the old guy with the long hair. They get the new. They get a new naked cowboy.
1: I, I'm embarrassed to say, Big Dog, because David Ollis and Brady Stiff both related a little bit of this story before. I had never heard of the Naked Cowboy. You haven't. Well, I do now, but prior to <laughs> ten minutes ago, I had not.
3: Well, well, this guy owns a business, Naked Cowboy Oysters. Okay. Oh boy. Well, he he finds out that oh uh, oh, so you're in New York and you're just on vacation. So you don't have a car, right? I'll have one of my drivers deliver it to you tomorrow morning. Is that okay? Because it's kind of late right now because it was like 1030 at night. Mm-hmm. I'm like, are you serious? He's like, yeah, no problem. So the naked cowboy has one of his drivers drive my phone. He lives in New Jersey all the way back uh, into Midtown Manhattan, which is, coach, just to say a hassle, okay? That would be like legitimately driving from, uh, <laughs> driving from like Northbrook all the way down to Tinley Park through 1994 the mm-hmm. whole entire time. It, it, just ridiculous. So the naked cowboy saved my butt. Wow. that so, uh, that cool. So, and by the one, way, so if anybody out there wants oysters, please go to naked cowboy
4: oysters. One of, that was really
1: cool. One of many stories. I want some of the other New York stories related on Monday's show because uh, we only got Brady in for a short time. we got to make yeah. use of him, Big Dog. But one of many stories, folks, when you tune in next week, is the Big Dog returns from New York. I know we're going to hear about some 9-11 remembrances. I'll look forward to that. And, uh, who knows? Maybe you'll have another up close and personal with the Naked Cowboy.
3: I I, I might want to have a little time alone with him. I got to say he's pretty fit, Coach.
2: <laughs> Big Dog, I just got to wonder why you didn't get him to call into the show with you. I mean, that that would have been good radio.
3: I'm 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 trying to. I I, I talk to him. I said get him on the show, and he's like, I don't need any more publicity. Uh, you know. Mm-hmm.
2: So. <laughs> but again, to
1: be clear now, did you, you stated that there's uh, the Naked Cowboy has people now. It's not just him.
3: Yeah, he's he's got Naked Cowboy oysters, and uh, so now it's they have new naked cowboys now. Wow. So
0: How do you like uh, that?
3: Yeah, so Is there any naked cowboy he, He's
0: franchising. He's, it's <laughs> awesome.
3: <laughs> it's no joke and he, he's it's naked cowboy and he walks around in his cowboy boots, his bikini briefs, a cowboy hat and a guitar well, and just walks around Times Square singing songs and he happened to see my phone sitting there and obviously he's an honest cowboy. He he was wearing a white hat and he can wear the white hat that's coach. cool.
1: That's cool. I love that. Big Dog, it really, uh, you know, you've know, you been doing that in Aurora at about 2 o'clock in the morning on Saturday nights for the last five years.
3: Yeah, but 2 o'clock in the morning in Aurora and Times Square are totally different. Right. I at think, 2 o'clock in the morning, it felt like it was 4 o'clock in the afternoon in Chicago. I
1: think he might have. Maybe he sings better than you, but you've been walking around in skivvies with a, wearing nothing but a guitar and a cowboy hat and boots looking for a friend for a long time. Big Dog, you could have been famous, too.
3: Well, his skimmies are white, blue, and brown. Mine are white, white, red, and blue. And mine are white, yellow, and brown. So ah, that's... Different...
1: Too
2: much information. Yeah. Thank you very much. Wasn't expecting right. that this morning. Yeah.
1: More <laughs> stories to come on Monday. Safe trip back, dog. Did You uh, you got some predictions for us on beat the Schmoes?
3: Yeah, uh, don't forget. So, fellas, I don't want to mess you guys up with point spreads because I'm on VegasInsider.com. <laughs> I always get my point spreads there, but there always seems to be differences and what I think our points are right with you guys so uh I got East Carolina and Virginia Tech East Carolina's plus 18 and a half that that's what I actually I saw it at 19 and a half I don't need 19 and a half I'll take the 18 and a half East Carolina Pirates hosting Virginia Tech Virginia Tech's one of the best teams in the country uh this is going to be a rough game watch this will end up going down to the wire okay Mississippi
1: State East Carolina's offensive line by the way with Bob Stanton and uh Ricky Jackson and Lamar Oodley on the front line going to be awfully tough.
3: I I have no idea who those guys are. I I. I just
1: thought I would sound like an expert. Go ahead. Game two.
3: Um, Mississippi State is a six-point favorite going into Auburn. It's a good game. That makes no sense, does it? None. Why should Auburn be a a home underdog? The reason why is they got that kid, Ballard, the running back, the best running back in the country no one knows of. Mississippi State goes into Auburn and puts a beat down on the tigers wow you heard it right here coach and wow. gene chizik uh national ch- uh reigning national championship coach uh two games into uh defending his title mm-hmm. will be on the hot seat people are going to be ready to fire him in auburn and i'm not kidding
1: what's his last name chizik watch your language
3: okay i won't coach <laughs> now what do you guys have the bears and the falcons at? because i see it as as falcons as a three-point favorite yes that's what i got i I've yeah, got, yeah. got it
0: at two and a half i've got it at nah, two and going, a half we're going with three I'm
3: gonna tell you this, right now I, I very rarely ever do professional games. You know that, coach. I will take the Bears in the first game of the season as a home underdog every single time I see it. The Bears have historically played great in their first game, especially the first wow. home game of the year. And I'm going to tell you this: the Falcons don't sleep on them. Everybody, oh, the Eagles. You know, the blah, Everybody's talking about all these great teams in the NFL: the Cowboys, the Packers, the Saints. The Falcons can flat out play football, but I I like the Bears as a home underdog first game of the year. Please, I'll take the points plus the three.
1: There it is. There it is. Big Dog picking a myriad of games. East Carolina, Mississippi State, and the Bears over the Atlanta Falcons. Big Dog, before we let you go, again, more stories to come on Monday and Tuesday from New York, the weekend that was. Uh, Any advice for young Brady um, Siff, up-and-coming sports professional on the radio world also? Over a year and a half now in a committed relationship with a female. Uh,
3: you do not want any female advice from me, except <laughs> uh, just just do what she says. Okay, oh, if you really okay. Love her, Just do what she says. Okay, <laughs> honestly, it's, your life is a lot easier that way. How about
1: okay, any any advice towards you know a year and a half? He's not getting any younger. Uh, next step for a, a beast If
3: you if she loves you, there's no reason for her to rush you into marriage.
2: Good call, big dog. I like that.
3: Okay.
1: Well, I was Honestly, thinking vice versa. What about Brady, you know, pushing the envelope?
3: I haven't met the young lady, so I don't know if he's outkicked his coverage or if uh, he's he's on a fast <laughs> break and has got an easy layup. Let's, I don't know, Coach. I'm let's really put it this way.
1: I'm looking at Brady right now. She's equivalent <laughs> to Randall Cobb last night running 108 yards.
2: Well, maybe That's... you better
3: go out ring shopping, Brady. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we're lucky she's working and not listening. Okay. This, this show is this show is archived, my friend. I know it is. And if we, she doesn't know that. We, well, She will soon.
1: We're going to find a way to get a hold of her. Well, <laughs> Barbara, big dog, what I always Barbara, said is there's no question. I've never met her either. But any woman that would take the last name of Mrs. Stiff, you know it's got to be true love. There's no falsities there.
3: That is absolutely true. And I heard something else is true. That is the last time in radio history that a woman will be positively compared to Randall Cobb. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Beautiful. Big Dog, be safe out there. Good luck with the ESPN gig, and uh, we'll talk to you on Monday, okay?
3: Well, yeah, that's what that ESPN I'll talk to you. But uh, honestly, the 9-11 stuff that we're going to talk about on yes. Monday, I- I'm almost afraid to talk about it now because yep. of uh, what's going on this weekend, and people are really yep. scared here in the city, believe it or not. Yeah, so.
1: yeah I want to hear about it. Unfortunately, uh-huh. we've only got a one-hour show here, but I do want to hear about that. Uh-huh. Be safe out there, of course, and uh, don't forget, folks, Big Dog was 3-0 and week one at his picks. I don't want to put pressure on you, Set but the bar un- high. undefeated thus far.
3: It will not continue. And I'm not talking about for the rest
1: of the season. I mean after the first game. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Be good, Big Dog. Thanks for checking in. Take
4: it easy, Brady. Take it
1: easy, Coach. See, Here it is. That's how easy it is, Brady. Stiff. you make three picks, you lose your cell phone and have the naked cowboy find it, and you too can become a radio star.
2: Very good. Very good. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you lead off, though, since you're doing college games. Right? Is that is that yeah, what you're uh, right, here
1: we go. Hey, by the way, eight 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 four
2: six three six seven four eight
0: if you want to call up. Yes, Dave. Yeah, and Swamp Rat's gonna be joining us in a few with his picks. Who? Swamp Rat? I'm not familiar with him. Okay. <laughs> right. is, is he on the line now? He called in right he called in at the same time as Joel uh-huh. and he didn't want to wait, right. so he's gonna call back. All right.
1: Eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. Anybody that calls up, you're guaranteed to go in front of Swamp Rat. Whoever Swamp Rat. You know Swamp Rat? I no. No. Okay. We'll have to figure out who the hell he is. All right, so you're gonna let me go first, huh?
2: Yeah, take it away. All right, here we go. Lead the way. uh,
1: Yeah, you know, normally I go NFL, but I'm going to go college picks Purdue. Minus a point and a half against Rice. Disappointing in week one. They got their, already their two starting quarterbacks out. Third string quarterback, though, showing some potential. Brady, I'm going to pick the Purdue Boilermakers on the road against the Rice Owls and give up a point and a half.
2: I will pick against Purdue no matter what sport, no matter what the line is. Not this year. I'm an Indiana Not Hoosier. I can't I can't pick Purdue.
1: Danny, well, Indiana killed me last week because I picked them I'll to bet. win the opening yeah. game. Balls got <laughs> State. Give me a break. Kevin Wilson, he said he might be the second coming of Brian Kelly. Oh, no. uh, Iowa. Iowa State sticking with the Big Ten. Iowa traveling to Iowa State. Give it up six and a half points. I'm a big Kirk Forens fan. I'm going more on Felix because I haven't broken down the entire Iowa roster. I can tell you their offensive line is big, strong, and well-coached. That's all I need to know. I'm going to give up six and a half at Iowa State. Great rivalry. Take the Hawkeyes from Iowa. Woo! Glad somebody's excited. And finally, <laughs> just to show my objectivity, I am uh, outside of Northwestern. Probably the next team I root for most is Northern Illinois. Okay. Big fan of the Husky, but they're traveling to Kansas. Turner Gill. Underrated coach. Everybody makes him
2: from f- Buffalo, correct? Yes, he
1: did. Yes, he did. A lot of people make jokes of the Kansas Jayhawk football program. The jokes are gonna end starting this year, folks. Uh, I hate to bet against my husky. They're a six and a half point favorite at Kansas, the Kansas Jayhawk in their home stadium. Brady are gonna knock off my Husky. Northern it, Illinois, by the way, has know, got a great quarterback in Chandler Harnish. Yes, he's, yes. He's Yes.
2: I went to a game, was it last year or two years ago, and he impressed me. For a, for a MAC yeah. quarterback, yep. impressed me. Outside shot at Heisman. Outside. Very outside. I'd, yeah, I'd say little to no.
1: He's in the, what do they call it, the Davey O'Brien quarterback sure. list yeah, or whatever. Yeah. All right, so there you go. Kansas, Iowa, Purdue. Ladies and gentlemen, first time picks this year. Undefeated in his past. He's the young and the restless one, Mr. Brady Stiff.
2: For my first one, I'll go with uh, Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Oh, no. Pittsburgh's, uh, Pittsburgh's getting two points. Oh. And I know you said... Before before we came on, that Pittsburgh is going to bottom out. Yep. Pittsburgh is going to be no good this year. Yeah, remember, I said the same thing about Drew Brees. <laughs> That's why I'm disagreeing with you on this <laughs> one, Coach. I think uh, even though they're on the road, I think, and this is a bitter rivalry too, uh, just a bitter rivalry. I think I think Ben Roethlisberger takes this one down. I got uh, I got Pittsburgh over Baltimore. They're getting two points. I don't think they'll I don't think they'll need it. I think they'll win. How do I the think they'll schedule the
1: makers put these two teams in the opening game? Well, it's a divisional game,
2: so yeah, they got to play twice.
1: But you hate to see, you know, you almost need a game like this, like you said, two bitter rivals. A little bit of a buildup. It's almost not fair to have opening game.
2: Yeah. All right. I mean, we we had uh, we had Packers and Saints. Yeah, we've had Packers and Bears before. To open sure. Up. Sure. All right, game two. All right, my second one. I'll go with Detroit and Tampa Bay. No, I don't do it. <laughs> Come on, Tampa Bay, the favorite. I'm going to take Tampa Bay here. I'm going to take Tampa Bay. I th- you you said this is your most intriguing game. Of the op- uh, of the opening week, uh, I'll have to disagree with you on that. But I think it's a very telling game because you know, the two teams who you know the, the Bucks were good last year. Everyone is picking the the Lions to be sort of that chic, sexy pick uh, to make the playoffs this year. Uh, I think it'll be a very telling game. But I think Tampa Bay wins. I think Josh Freeman's experience and Matt Stafford's only played what three, four NFL games in his in his two years. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to take a little bit of time uh, to get reacclimated to the NFL. And then my uh, my John third John
1: Gruden still coaching Tampa Bay.
2: No, he's in just, the Monday he's in the Monday Night check. Football booth and loves everything. Just checking, love his hair, <laughs> wonderful hair. <laughs> and then I will go to uh, I will go to Monday Night, no. the Monday Night doubleheader. No, don't do it. <laughs> Monday Night doubleheader. Oh, no. you'd think they'd have better games for the first Monday Night matchup of the year. What do they have? They have the first game is New England at Miami. <laughs> exactly. Then you have Oakland at Denver. Wow. Yeah,
1: Oakland at Denver—the matchup that very few people looking forward to.
2: <laughs> so I will go. I will go with my uh, my sleeper team of the year, the Denver Broncos. They will. They are giving up three points, and I okay. will take the Denver Broncos. Shanahan's still coaching the Bronco? No, he's in Washington ah. now with with uh, gotta, Rex Grossman.
1: I got to keep up with things more. Please don't remind me of that. <laughs> yes, David.
0: Well, the reason Monday night is such dogs is because Monday night football doesn't matter anymore. Thursday night football is the marquee. Ooh, interesting.
1: How about Sunday night? I think Sunday night more than Thursday
2: night. Yeah, I think Sunday night gets better games now than, than Monday night does.
1: Yeah, True, yeah. true. They're going to put games on Tuesday night pretty soon. It'll be the Tuesday night version of Thursday night football right. brought to you by you Monday know night football I, on the NFL on CBS with NCAA UCLA.
2: Not long ago, I finished reading that, that new ESPN book, that huge book. Have you read that book? Is that the one with Chris Berman's big mug on the front? Mm, I, there's I there's several. There's several. It's like 700 pages long. Okay. I think what the deal was, and I could be wrong on this, but yeah, Al, Al Michaels, when he was negotiating whether or not to call Monday Night Football or Sunday Night Football, he didn't want to call dun, 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 dun. Monday Night Football because they had a bad schedule. So he went to Sunday Night and took the better schedule. Mm-hmm. I think that's what the deal was. Interesting. Yeah,
1: interesting. Is there any pictures out of that seven hundred page?
2: There are. There are. Uh, you know, most a lot of books have these. You know, five or six pages of pictures yeah. right in the middle. Yeah. ESPN does, too.
1: All right, because typically 200 pages. So unless it has 500 pages of pictures. It took me a while to get through. I might now. I'm trying to get the Ron Santo book first, and then, uh, David Ose. if you can hook me up. The Roger Ebert has a book coming out now. And also one of my top five favorite guys in sports. I heard him interviewed. He's got a book coming out now, and that's Marv Levy. Okay. You and Marvel Lee, you're probably too young to appreciate uh, it. I I
2: know who he is, but uh, a little too young. Buffalo Bill
1: Coach. I got to read that book. All right, real quick, let's go back out to the phone lines. We're playing Beat the Schmoes here on a football Friday. It's caller Swamp Red checking in on line number 24. Swamp Red, how are you?
4: You you bumped me for the big dog? Uh
1: Uh, No, we bumped you for the big dog and for young Brady Stiff. Say hi to my partner, Brady Stiff.
4: Brady, I can handle. You beat me for. I got knocked off with a big dog? Well, the
1: big dog had some story about uh, the naked cowboy and his cell phone being found out. I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> weird things happened.
4: People could read that on Facebook, hell. Yeah,
1: they probably are right now. <laughs> yeah, Swamp Rat, great to hear from you. How you doing? Coach, been? how you doing? Adequate. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to hear. I think uh, I love when someone enthusiastically. Ah, hey, how you doing? Ah, just average. Yeah. just, just kind of
4: you know. Def- you, you're highly adequate. So that, deflates that's that now, bad. Swamp
1: Red, If I remember you from previous, so we you have annoyed many of our listeners in previous visits with this because this is a guy Brady. Maybe today he'll prove different, but this is a guy who will like dig out Southwest Louisiana against you know <laughs> Texas A&I oh, and make A and I.
4: Coach, have I got have I got three oh. for you? Oh boy oh boy are, are you ready,
1: ready?
4: Uh, are you sitting yeah. down
1: it's like having a colonoscopy i'm not ready for it but i gotta do it so go ahead <laughs>
4: yeah, I, I think i had one over the weekend um
1: <laughs> was that was it manually delivered Did you go to a doctor this time
4: yes uh, <laughs> 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 let's let's start with uh so, let's go with southern miss at marshall uh,
1: how can i how okay go ahead
4: okay um uh, Marshall's <laughs> getting seven and a half We are Marshall <laughs> And that's who I'm taking
1: Taking Marshall over Southern Miss
4: Yes yeah.
1: See Brady I told you he's annoying <laughs> uh,
4: Okay. <laughs> I next, wouldn't go that far would... Temple at Akron Wow
1: Basketball or football
4: Uh, uh
1: Football Is um, Now see it's not Jerry Faust coaching Akron But it's the ex Frank Solich Right
4: uh, They got a Rob uh, Okay With an I All right. Never mind. Yeah, never mind. Uh Akron getting Akron getting fifteen points. Shocking. I'm still taking Temple.
1: Temple minus the fifteen against Akron.
4: Yep. Since and you. the final one, Coach, and boy, this one really hurts because I'm a I'm an Air Force fan and boy on the anniversary of nine eleven, they're playing TCU and, and, and as much as I hate to do this, I'm taking TCU, they're giving Air Force only a point and a half.
1: Where's that game at Air Force?
4: That's at Air Force. At yeah, Air Force, in Colorado Springs. Yeah, Spring.
1: uh, you figure on 9/11 weekend, every close call, the referees are going to go Air Force. What?
4: You would think so.
1: That might be part of the point ahead, but that does seem a surprise. TCU's coming off a surprise defeat, right?
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: So an angry horned frog team. That's actually a pretty good pick. I like that.
4: So I like. Hey, that. listen, I two and one last week, and I was real proud of myself with that Utah State pick.
1: Yes. To, off to a great start. You you uh you were pretty good last year. Big dog was miserable last year. I had a strong finish, but you were uh, pretty solid last year as well.
4: I see. I see.
1: Big dog three and zero. Yes, opening week. Wow. Yep. He'll probably go like zero and nine the next three weeks.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> he set the bar high. See, my theory is I went one and two. Part of my strategy, Brady, is that right.
2: You can only go up.
1: I don't want to set expectations too high. <laughs> it's actually been part of my career. Uh, it's sort of the story of my career. I've been very successful, Swamp Rat, and not setting the bar too high.
4: Hey, listen, I, I followed it uh, very carefully.
1: Yeah. Beautiful, my friend. Well, have a great weekend. We'll talk to you Monday. Behave yourself, and please, no more self-induced colonostomies.
4: I, I, I'll i try my, my, hey. my best, and, and I just want to let you know I'm a long-time caller, first-time listener.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Pay the money and go to a doctor, will you, please? Later, Coach. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh goodness. Is it, is it Friday or something? Because this is this is a little off the wall here. It's a little weird. Well <laughs> welcome to the show, Brady.
1: It's been eight months since you've been here. 888-463-6748. David Olson real quick.
0: We'll go real quick here. Uh first game. Um Detroit at Tampa Bay. I'm taking Detroit in this one. Ooh, you know, well, d- yesterday from the picks, I'm really, I'm really big on Detroit this year. I think they're really okay. gonna make some noise. Uh, second game, uh, Indianapolis at Houston. Houston's uh, favored by eight and a half. I'm going with Houston.
2: Did you see where that line opened at two?
0: Yeah. Yeah, wow. well, it's the it's the it's the Manning. It's the factor. Manning. Thing. It's the yeah. Manning factor. I think. I mean, Kerry Collins has been taking snaps for two weeks. Yeah, well, and I it, I, I just I don't think I don't think they're going to be able to do anything. Yeah, but Especially, he might as
1: well get comfortable because uh, he might be going uh, anterior cerebral fusion surgery.
0: Yeah, he he's probably done for the for season. The season. yes
1: yeah. Now season. Kerry
0: Collins is not going to make it through the year. So Curtis Payne. Now, 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 there's also rumblings. This could be career-ending. Yes. So.
2: Uh, see, I've heard that, that from this surgery he'll make a full recovery. It's just a matter of when uh, the nerves regenerate. It could be later this season and there's an outside shot that he could play mm-hmm. or it just waits till you know 2012.
0: Well, the problem with an injury of this nature, if you re-injure the same spot, you're done. 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 Uh, Will he take that risk? He's got the Super Bowl wins. He, he put together a Hall of Fame career. Yeah. Yep. You do, don't do you risk it, or do, or do you take the Troy Aikman wa- uh, route and walk away? Uh, I
1: say he's being soft. Just tape it up and get out there and play. <laughs> Rub
2: <laughs> some go. dirt on Let's
1: it. Say, absolutely. Tape it up.
0: There you go. So I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> taking Houston big in that first in the in the opener. Okay. Uh, final game, Atlanta plus three over Chicago. Atlanta all the way. Yep. I watched so much of the Bears preseason and I didn't see. Anything to be optimistic about. Yep. Uh the offense, I think they're gonna be able to put up some points this year, but I think there are huge question marks in the Bears defense. They're getting older and that secondary is a mess. Yep. Against a team with weapons like this, three points is gonna be no problem. I, I
2: hate to uh it's fine logic. Fine logic It is. From so David you Olson. try
1: to be objective as a Bears fan, obviously we're rooting for him we get inundated with all the Chicago Bears stuff, but sure. Brady uh you look at it objectively, this could be a team in trouble this year. David Olsen picking Detroit, Houston, and Atlanta. Again, you want to call in your picks for 888-463-6748, or you can email us at Mike2GuysAOL.com. M-I-C and the number two, Mike2GuysAOL.com. Two Brady, our hometown Chicago team, uh, how do you see it uh, playing out this year?
2: Well, as David said, I think that defense is getting older. And will Brian Urlacher stay healthy for an entire year again? Chances are slim because I mean he, he went out uh with that wrist injury two years ago and then came back and r- miraculously stayed healthy because he's been a guy who's been susceptible to injury yep. uh over his over neck, his though. career. Not his neck.
1: His neck a guy has one of the most his neck will never get injured. That thing is <laughs> impenetrable.
2: But his his back's been an issue in the yes. past. Um so I I think that, you know, for this defense to perform well, he's gotta stay healthy. I don't know if he will. Um will the Lance Briggs situation be a distraction? You know, Lance Briggs always shows up and plays. So I, I personally don't think so, uh, but it could be. And as David mentioned, the secondary, um, I, I think it's a combination of, of talent and scheme. I think the, the, the zone they play is just too soft. There's too many holes. And the defensive line does not get pressure consistently enough to make quarterbacks throw before they want to, which allows them to find the holes in that zone. Not
1: painting a very good picture.
2: No, no, it's this not. This is supposed to be
1: happy Test Season hasn't started yet. I'm getting all down on the bear. Dan Pompey, who's the lead Bear writer in Chicago. I don't know if you uh, read his article this morning, Brady, but he painted a very objective, and the nicest way I can put it is not so good feel for the team this year. And he brought up some interesting things. One, the players that left. Greg Olson, you know, pretty popular guy and was let go, and some of the players not real happy about that. Olin Crutes. Leader in the locker room, but kind of a vociferous, almost an angry leader, but nevertheless gave you some of that. And then the the offshoot, and this is what Pompey said to Olin Crute, Desmond Clark.
2: Sure, yeah. He
1: was kind of a cerebral, feel-good, reasonable guy in the locker room. He's gone. You have the unhappy contracts of Matt Forte and um, Lance,
2: and Lance Briggs.
1: And let me just say nobody else has said this. As long as they're winning not a problem sure they'll still play hard where this could fester is if the team starts fading team starts losing a little bit that's where you might lose a briggs or a forte keep an eye on that and in addition to that you've got the, you know roy williams yeah coming in from the outside all of a sudden roy is the starter and johnny knox you're not they handled that very poorly so you you put a lot of that together yeah brandon merriweather coming in talented but bad attitude guy the this is the lead writer talking about the the uh, karma, the aura around the Bears not so good right now.
2: Well, a lot, a lot of things last year. Yes, they, they they won the division. Yes, they went to the NFC Championship game. Yes, they were a Caleb Haney interception, you know, away from going maybe to the Super Bowl. Who kn- who knows what would have happened if, if B.J. Raji didn't intercept that pass or if Jay Cutler had stayed healthy. But l- let's face BJ it. B.J. was open, by the way. Yes, he was open. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of things fell into place for this team last year. A lot of things out of their control happened that allowed the Bears to uh, take that division. Yes, they won 11 games. Yes, they went to the NFC title game. But too much happened that was uh, the stars aligned. You know, too much happened that was out of their control. That was positive for them. Uh, it just it just doesn't it just doesn't add up for me to see how this team can do as well as they did last year. For me, the biggest storyline. This season is was Lovey Smith's contract extension worth it? How many years they? Extend? I think it's only a two-year extension. But I, I was not a fan of Lovey Smith. Uh, he's been here now for I think this is his eighth year. Not a fan of his his coaching. You know his game day decisions. Just I, I don't think I, I think Jerry Angelo may have overreacted to last season in in extending Lovey Smith. I won't even. Pick out Lovey
1: Smith. I'm I'm just not a big fan of long-term contracts, period. Sure, sure. Period. Players or coaches. And You want to extend a year, but, you know, things change.
2: Yeah, especially in the NFL.
1: Forget the the long – you know, uh, Jim Henry will be the first to tell you. Sure. Right? Forget the long-term contracts. Hey, real quick, Brady, while we got you again, uh, phone lines open here. Any Brady Stiff fans out there you want to call up and ask him a question, maybe bring up an embarrassing moment from his days gone by. We encourage that. (laughs) Eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. The phone number uh, on the collegiate front were big college football fans and the two guys at a mic show. Who are uh, some of the teams you root for and some early thoughts on collegiate football?
2: Well, of course, my Indiana Hoosiers. I always get excited for Indiana Hoosier football. i Indiana Hoosier. Quickly to be disappointed. Of course. When you
1: say my, I'm assuming you went to school there.
2: I did. Yes. Interesting. Yes. Um, my, it, my
1: son it's... is thinking of going to school there if he mentions. Is that right? Your name uh, would you be a distinguished alumni of sorts? They would
2: uh, turn him away actually. Ah. <laughs> just just wanted to make sure. <laughs> yeah. No, the the, uh, the Hoosier football season is always something that I get excited for uh quickly to be disappointed. So, but I still root for the Hoosiers. Okay. Um and then, you know, I'm not a Notre Dame hater like a lot of people are, but I'm not a, a Notre Dame lover like a lot of people are either. I, I always find it interesting to see how their season will go. What did you think of
1: the Brian? Did you see Brian Kelly's outburst on the sidelines?
2: Yes, I I, I did and your reaction. It, well, I I think people are overreacting a little bit. I think, you know, with with him being in the spotlight it's the second year there, they're expecting look, people always expect a lot from Notre Dame football, and especially with Brian Kelly coming over over from Cincinnati, he was so successful there. They expect him to translate that right away into success at Notre Dame. The, but whether or not he's successful, I, I think he deserves more time. I think people are overreacting to his, you know, outbursts. Um, I think I think he may have. I don't want to say overreacted to the overreaction by saying I will clean it <laughs> up. But um, what did he say? He he said he will clean it up. He oh. said uh, he'll, he he'll clean up his language. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and part of that may be, you know, I've heard. I heard one, you know, Catholic blogger even called for his job because he was so outrageous on the sideline. That
1: I'm a Jewish sports talk host, and I was the first one to do it.
2: Yeah, I I, I, I think you know it's it's football; it's an emotional game. I don't I don't mind a coach getting emotional. Completely disagree. Yes, David Olson.
0: Uh, Just to do a little cross promotion here, Elliot Harris had on Era Parsigian yesterday. Interesting. And they were talking about this, and Era brought up the fact that. Ryan Kelly probably does not realize how big of a spotlight he is under. He knows the size of the program and the story program. doesn't but, matter. Well, sure it does. Well, no, his,
1: his behavior is more
0: acceptable if he's coaching Middle Tennessee State? No. He, well, I'm not saying it's acceptable, well, but I'm saying, you know, that's the way he does things. Well, and a, it, he needs to temper it because of the magnifying glass he well, is no, under now. I, see. I, I would disagree with there, respectively. I don't, I don't, I don't know, think I don't it know doesn't if, matter
1: what magnifying glass. And no coach as a guy's coming off the field. A 18-year-old, 19-year-old, 20-year-old kid, even a pro football player, should go chase the guy down, point a finger in his face, start screaming at him, your face turning red. The guy walks away from you you stay after him swearing at him and yelling at him and screaming at him. I don't care if you're at the Waubonsie Valley High School or Notre Dame University.
2: That, that's it. To me, well, bit of, to me it, it comes down to if you can put W's on the board. Uh, we've seen it here in Chicago you know we need a more fiery coach like lovey is lovey is so passive and so uh not shy but he's so um oh, what's the word i'm looking for i'm not i'm I not i want to say soft either but he's so unemotional
1: i have no idea reserved what <laughs> is reserved the that's a good word yes yeah, thank you david no um, idea what you're talking about i've always <laughs> So encourage my players to play with <laughs> tremendous passion, and I always get excited before every game.
2: <laughs> so people have called for Bill Cowher, and we know what Bill Cowher is all about. You know, the jaw, he's screaming, he's yelling. So I think, you know, when things aren't going well, people tend to want the opposite of what they have. So with Brian Kelly, if you want someone more reserved... Okay, but if you get someone who's more reserved and then they don't put up W's, you need someone who's gonna be more in the kid's face. I think it's it just comes down well, to whether or not you win football games.
1: You you're confusing emotional, and excited. And, and there's you know different coaches. There's no one recipe for success. Sure, some coaches very successful. Great coaches tend to be more emotional. Some a little bit cooler and calmer. There's no one cookie cutter way to say that they're a successful coach. But um, but yelling and screaming at the player, you know, emotional is good. But losing control and berating and swearing at the kid, that to me is unacceptable at any level. I was the first guy at 10 o'clock Monday morning. I was like, why, where, where are the experts? Why, why are people calling out this guy? If I'm a parent of the player, you know, I'd be calling Brian Kelly up, say, you do that one more time.
2: Gone. If hey, not you, my son. Sure. It's a fair point. I just think that you know, football is an emotional game, and yeah, it's sure. Some guys you let their emotions get the mm-hmm. best of them sometimes. I'm I'm not immune to that myself. No, um, come on. <laughs> but uh, even for a garage game of ping pong, sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're 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 men. We're competitive. That's what happens. Nice. I, I, I Maybe it can go too far, but I, I just don't. I just don't think emotion in football is a bad thing. I don't either. I don't either.
1: Emotion is a great thing. That's what I love about sports. But not the kind that Brian Kelly did. How did Eric Percy and sound, uh, David? He's got to be, what 80 plus. He sounded great. Excellent. He sounded great. Great guy. I'm still a little bit mad at him for leaving Northwestern and going to Notre Dame, but I'm over it now.
2: What was that about fifty years ago? Before my time, coach.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. So Indiana, Notre Dame. Any other uh, collegiate thoughts?
2: No. I I'm much more of a of an NFL fan than I am a college football fan, just because you know, and I've I've realized this more as as time has gone on. But there's just so much to keep track of in college football. You know, I mean, there's there's hundreds of games every weekend. It seems like, and you know, with the NFL, you have 15 games to keep track of every weekend, give or take a couple. You know, based on bye weeks. But with college, I mean, games don't stop yep. from 11 a.m. until 10:30 yep. at night. And yeah, you you can watch you know two, three, four games a day, but you're missing so much more by not watching. You know, I think I think college football would be a lot more interesting if there were a playoff involved. And I don't want to open that can of worms because no, we've only got a few minutes left. Yes. But um. I think I think college football will be a lot more interesting if there were a playoff involved. Mm-hmm.
1: Alabama uh traveling to Penn State this weekend, That'll the be a white good game, out of yeah. Penn State. Very good. Notre Dame at Michigan. That's gonna be fun to watch. All kinds of little stories there. Brand new coach, Brady Hoke, Michigan, Denard Robinson and stuff, and Notre Dame having to overcome that just brutal first game.
2: South Carolina at Georgia. Mm-hmm. Oof. That'll be a good one. Heck After Georgia battle. loses the opener. Yeah, Georgia loses State.
1: again. Mark Richt, is, uh, he's on the warm seat right now. He sure. will officially be on the hot seat. Yes. Woo! Mississippi State-Auburn, so there's some good game. The, locally, Northwestern, Illinois got a couple of fairly easy games. Eastern
2: tonight. Illinois for Northwestern, and I forget who Illinois plays, but uh, I think it might be one double-A weekend across the board for a lot of these teams.
1: Beautiful. Brady, I know you used to do a, a show on a, another station at times, so let's uh, let's plug that puppy in.
2: Sure. It's, uh, it's on ChicagolandsportsRadio.com. Uh, run through the Illinois Center for Broadcasting, where I am a graduate of. Uh, my show is called. I applied.
1: They didn't accept me.
2: <laughs> my show is called On the Sidelines. It runs Tuesdays and Thursdays from 11 a.m. until 1 p.m.
1: Interesting. Your so, show and my athletic career have the same name.
2: Exactly. <laughs> so when we're done here yes. on Tuesdays and Thursdays, tune uh-huh. into my show. For another two hours of well, sports we should, talk.
1: Somehow we should get the two stations together. Exactly. We could have two hours of arguably the most semi-adequate sports broadcasting on the internet.
2: <laughs> Beautiful.
1: Brady, thanks for coming in. I'm glad the uh, female relationship is still going in, and it will not be eight months before we get you back, okay?
2: I hope so. What are you doing next Tuesday? Uh, having a <laughs> show.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, goodness. All right. David Olson, our producer, phenomenal job all week long. Uh, there is sports this weekend. you got all kinds of family activities, but Brady... It is ten years since the 9/11, so let's uh, in your whatever way is good for you. Let's make sure we remember back and uh, the terrible tragedy from ten years ago.
2: Definitely, I was a freshman in high school then, so I, I I remember it well. I it's they say it's one of those things where you remember where you were. That's yep. the first thing where I remember where I was when the news yep. broke.
1: Yep. All right. Have a great weekend, everybody. Talkzone.com. Two guys in a mic. Back at you Monday at ten o'clock. Don't be late.